Bible in a Year Reading Plan with Pastor Steve. I hope that you are enjoying this plan. If you're a first-timer with us today, welcome. We are so glad that you are here, and we hope that you will continue to walk along this journey with us. If you're a returning guest to the to the program, thank you so much for your continued listening. I hope that you all will check out our Bible in a Year Facebook page. Just search it up, and you should be able to find it. This is a good place for you to ask questions, start a conversation with the community so that we can all learn from one another. Again, if you're enjoying this time together, I urge you to hit like and subscribe on your listening platform of choice so that the podcast can be seen in search results for others who are looking to join a Bible in a Year reading plan. Today we'll be reading from Genesis chapters 42 through 45. I'll be reading through all of those using the World English Bible translation, but you're more than welcome to read it in your translation of choice. And also, it is recommended that you take a look at Proverb number 11 and Psalm 11. Uh, I have not been really covering those as part of the devotional, but you're welcome to start a conversation about it on the Facebook page. Uh, It's great to read a proverb a day, so that's why you'll see that there's a proverb assigned every day to garner some practical wisdom. And also, the Psalms are basically the songbook of the Bible. It contains a lot of poetry and prayer. Um, There's prayers and praises and good times and in bad, you'll see. There's something for everyone in all walks of life and all circumstances. So check that out. If you're reading along with the Bible in the Year program, you'll go through the Proverbs basically once a month. And the Psalms, you'll get through it about two times in a year. So hope you're enjoying those. And like I said, you can start a conversation on the Facebook page, and I'd be glad to jump in the conversation with you. But now, without further ado, let's get to our readings. Genesis chapter 42. Now Jacob saw that there was grain in Egypt, and Jacob said to his sons, Why do you look at one another? He said, Behold, I have heard that there is grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy for us from there, so that we may live and not die. Joseph's ten brothers went down to buy grain from Egypt, but Jacob didn't send Benjamin, Joseph's brother, with his brothers, for he said, Lest perhaps harm happen to him. The sons of Israel came to buy among those who came, for the famine was in the land of Canaan. Joseph was the governor over the land. It was he who sold to all the people of the land. Joseph's brothers came and bowed themselves down to him with their faces to the earth. Joseph saw his brothers, and he recognized them, but acted like a stranger to them and spoke roughly with them. He said to them, Where did you come from? They said, From the land of Canaan to buy food. Joseph recognized his brothers, but they didn't recognize him. Joseph remembered the dreams which he dreamed about them and said to them, You are spies. You have come to see the nakedness of the land. They said to him, No, my lord, but your servants have come to buy food. We are all one man's sons. We are honest men. Your servants are not spies. He said to them, No, but you have come to see the nakedness of the land. They said, We your servants are twelve brothers the sons of one man in the land of Canaan. 
And behold, the youngest is today with our father, and one is no more. Joseph said to them, It is like I told you, saying, You are spies. By this you shall be tested. By the life of Pharaoh you shall not go out from here unless your younger brother comes here. Send one of you, and let him get your brother, and you shall be bound, that your words may be tested. Whether there is truth in you, or else by the life of Pharaoh, surely you are spies. He put them all together in custody for three days. Joseph said to them the third day, Do this, and live, for I fear God. If you are honest men, then let one of your brothers be bound in your prison. But you go, carry grain for the famine of your houses. Bring your youngest brother to me. So will your words be verified, and you won't die. They did so. They said to one another, We are certainly guilty concerning our brother, in that we saw the distress of his soul when he begged us, and we wouldn't listen. Therefore this distress has come upon us. Reuben answered them, saying, Didn't I tell you? Don't sin against this child, and you wouldn't listen. Therefore also, behold, his blood is required. They didn't know that Joseph understood them, for there was an interpreter between them. He turned himself away and wept. Then he returned to them and spoke to them, and took Simeon from among them, and bound him before their eyes. Then Joseph gave a command to fill their bags with grain and to restore each man's money into his sack and to give them food for the way. So it was done. To up the grain which they had brought out of Egypt, their father said to them, Go again, buy us a little more food. Judah spoke to him, saying, The man solemnly warned us, saying, You shall not see my face unless your brother's is with you. If you'll send our brother with us, we'll go down and buy you food. But if you don't send him, we won't go down, for the man said to us, You shall not see my face unless your brother is with you. Israel said, Why did you treat me so badly, telling the man that you had another brother? They said, The man asked directly concerning ourselves and concerning our relatives, saying, Is your father still alive? Have you another brother? We just answered these questions. Is there any way we can know that he would say, bring your brother down? Judah said to Israel, his father, send the boy with me, and we'll get up and go, so that we may live and not die, both we and you and also our little ones. I'll be collateral for him. From my hand you will require him. If I don't bring him to you and set him before you, then let me bear the blame forever. For if he hadn't delayed, surely we would have returned a second time by now. Their father Israel said to them, If it must be so, then do this. Take from the choice fruits of the land in your bags and carry them down a present for the man, a little balm, a little honey, spices and myrrh, nuts and almonds, and take double money in your hand and take back the money that was returned in the mouth of your sacks. Perhaps it was an oversight. Take your brother also, get up, and return to the man. May God Almighty give you mercy before the man, that he may release to you your other brother and Benjamin. If I am bereaved of my children, I am bereaved. The men took that present, and they took double the money in their hand, and Benjamin and got up went down to Egypt, and stood before Joseph. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the steward of the house, 
bring the men into the house, and butcher an animal, and prepare, for the men will dine with me at noon. The man did as Joseph commanded, and the man brought the men to Joseph's house. The men were afraid, because they were brought to Joseph's house, and they said, Because of the money that was returned in our sacks the first time we are brought in, that he may seek occasion against us, attack us, and seize us as slaves, along with our donkeys. They came near to the steward of Joseph's house, and they spoke to him at the door of the house, and said, O oh, my lord, we indeed came down the first time to buy food. We came to the lodging place, and opened our sacks, and behold, each man's money was in the mouth of his sack, our money in full weight. We have brought it back in our hand. We have brought down our other money in our hand to buy food. We don't know who put our money in our sacks. He said, Peace be to you. Don't be afraid. Your God and the God of your father has given you treasure in your sacks. I received your money. He brought Simeon out to them. The man brought the men into the house and gave them water, and they washed their feet. He gave their donkeys fodder. They prepared the present for Joseph's coming at noon, for they had heard they should eat bread there. When Joseph came home, they brought him the present which was in their hand into the house and bowed themselves down to the earth before them. He asked them of their welfare and said, Is your father well? The old man of whom you spoke, is he yet alive? They said, Your servant, our father, is well. He is still alive. They bowed down humbly. He lifted up his eyes and saw Benjamin, his brother, his mother's son, and said, Is this your youngest brother of whom you spoke to me? He said, God be gracious to you, my son. Joseph hurried, for his heart yearned over his brother, and he sought a place to weep. He entered into his room and wept there. He washed his face and came out. He controlled himself and said, Serve the meal. They served him by himself and them by themselves, and the Egyptians who ate with them by themselves, because the Egyptians don't eat with the Hebrews, for that is an abomination to the Egyptians. They sat before him the firstborn according to his birthright, and the youngest according to his youth, and the men marveled with one another. He sent portions to them before him, but Benjamin's portion was five times as much as any of theirs. They drank and were merry with him. Genesis chapter 44. He commanded the steward of the house, saying, Fill the men's sacks with food, as much as they can carry, and put each man's money in the sack's mouth. Put my cup, the silver cup, in the sack's mouth of the youngest, with his grain and money. He did according to the word that Joseph had spoke. As soon as the morning was light, the men were sent away, they and their donkeys. When they had gone out of the city and were not far off, Joseph said to his steward, Up, follow after the men. When you overtake them, ask them, Why have you rewarded evil for good? Isn't this that from which my Lord drinks and by which he indeed divines? You have done evil in so doing. He overtook them and spoke these words to them. They said to him, Why does my Lord speak such words as these? Far be it from your servants that they should do such a thing. Behold, the money which we found in our sacks we brought again to you out of the land of Canaan. How then should we steal silver or gold out of your Lord's house? With whomever of your servants it is found, let him die, and we also will be my Lord's slaves. He said, 
Now also let it be according to your words. He with whom it is found will be my slave, and you will be blameless. Then they hurried, and each man took his sack down to the ground, and each man opened his sack. He searched beginning with the oldest and ending with the youngest. The cup was found in Benjamin's sack. They tore their clothes, and each man loaded his donkey and returned to the city. Judah and his brothers came to Joseph's house, and he was still there. They fell on the ground before him. Joseph said to them, What deed is this that you have done? Don't you know that such a man as I can indeed do divination? Judah said, What will we tell my Lord? What will we speak? How will we clear ourselves? God has found out the iniquity of your servants. Behold, we are my Lord's slaves, both we and he also in whose hand the cup is found. He said, Far be it from me that I should do so. The man in whose hand the cup is found, he will be my slave. But as for you, go up in peace to your father. Then Judah came near to him and said, O oh, my Lord, please let your servant speak a word in my Lord's ear. And don't let your anger burn against your servant. For you are even as Pharaoh. My Lord asked his servant, saying, Have you a father or a brother? We said to my Lord, We have a father, an old man, and a child of his old age, a little one. And his brother is dead, and he alone is left of his mother, and his father loves him. You said to your servants, Bring him down to me, that I may set my eyes upon him. We said to my Lord, The boy can't leave his father, for if he should leave his father, his father would die. You said to your servants, Unless your youngest brother comes down with you, you will not see my face. When we came up to your servant, my father, we told him the words of my Lord. Our father said, Go again and buy us a little food. We said, We can't go down. If our youngest brother is with us, then we will go down. For we may not see the man's face unless our youngest brother is with us. Your servant, my father, told us, You know that my wife bore me two sons. One went out from me, and I said, Surely he is torn to pieces, and I haven't seen him since. If you take this one also from me, and harm happens to him, you will bring my gray hairs with sorrow to Sheol. Now therefore, when I come to your servant, my father, and the boy is not with us, since his life is bound up in the boy's life, it will happen when he sees that the boy is no more, that he will die. Your servants will bring down the gray hairs of your servant, our father, with sorrow to Sheol. For your servant became collateral for the boy to my father, saying, If I don't bring him to you, then I will bear the blame to my father forever. Now therefore, let your servant stay instead of the boy, my lord's slave, and let the boy go with his brothers. For how will I go up to my father if the boy isn't with me, lest I see the evil that will come on my father? Genesis chapter 45. Then Joseph couldn't control himself before all those who stood before him, and he called out, Cause everyone to go out from me. No one else stood with him, while Joseph made himself known to his brothers. He wept aloud. The Egyptians heard, and the house of Pharaoh heard. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Does my father still live? His brothers couldn't answer him, for they were terrified at his presence. Joseph said to his brothers, Come near to me, please. They came near, he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. 
Now don't be grieved nor angry with yourselves that you sold me here, for God sent me before you to preserve life. For these two years the famine has been in the land, and there are yet five years in which there will be no plowing and no harvest. God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant in the earth and to save you alive by a great deliverance. So now it wasn't you who sent me here, but God, and he has made me a father to Pharaoh, lord of all the house, and ruler of the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and tell him, this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me. Don't wait. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen, and you will be near to me. You, your children, and your children's children, your flocks, your herds, and all that you have. There I will provide for you, for there are yet five years of famine, lest you come to poverty, you and your household and all that you have. Behold, your eyes see and the eyes of my brother Benjamin, that it is my mouth that speaks to you. You shall tell my father of all my glory in Egypt and of all that you have seen. You shall hurry and bring my father down here. He fell on his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, and Benjamin wept on his neck. He kissed all his brothers and wept on them. After that, his brothers talked with them. The report of it was heard in Pharaoh's house, saying, Joseph's brothers have come. It pleased Pharaoh well and his servants. Pharaoh said to Joseph, Tell your brothers, do this. Load your animals and go. Travel to the land of Canaan. Take your father and your households and come to me, and I will give you the good of the land of Egypt, and you will eat of the fat of the land. Now you are commanded to do this. Take wagons out of the land of Egypt for your little ones and for your wives, and bring your father and come. Also don't concern yourselves about your belongings, for the good of all the land of Egypt is yours. The sons of Israel did so. Joseph gave the wagons according to the commandment of Pharaoh, and gave them provision for the way. He gave each one of them changes of clothing, but to Benjamin he gave 300 pieces of silver and five changes of clothing. He sent the following to his father, ten donkeys loaded with all the good things of Egypt, and ten female donkeys loaded with grain and bread and provision for the father by the way. So he sent his brothers away, and they departed. He said to them, See that you don't quarrel on the way. They went out of Egypt and came into the land of Canaan to Jacob, their father. They told him, saying, Joseph is still alive, and he is ruler over all the land of Egypt. His heart fainted, for he didn't believe them. They told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said to them, when he saw the wagons which Joseph had sent to carry him. The spirit of Jacob, their father, revived. Israel said, It is enough. Joseph, my son, is still alive. I will go and see him before I die. Gracious Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this time together. We pray that you would send forth your spirit to open our hearts and our minds that we may gain understanding and hear your direction for our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, friends, at the end of Genesis chapter 41, which we covered on our previous day, we saw that Joseph was granted the highest position in Egypt, second only to Pharaoh himself. And really, Pharaoh kind of was hands off and let Joseph do everything except for sit on his throne. 
So here in Genesis chapter 42, they are in the midst of the famine and the lands are reeling. Egypt is reeling for food and thankfully Joseph had the wisdom to store it up uh, so that his people might survive. And even the people in the land of Canaan now are starving. So they're looking, they heard about the food in Egypt. So Jacob sends his 10 sons over to Egypt uh, in search of food. But he keeps Benjamin behind because, remember, Joseph and Benjamin were sons to the wife that he truly loved. And since he thought Joseph was gone for so long that he didn't want to lose Benjamin also, so he keeps him home. Well, anyway, the brothers, they head out over to Egypt, and they arrive into Joseph's presence. Joseph recognizes them, but, of course, they don't recognize him. And what does Joseph do? But I think he said to himself, and it's not here in Scripture, of course, but let's have some fun with them, shall we? So what does he do? He accuses them of being spies of the land, accusing them that they were there to uncover their weaknesses uh, so that maybe Israel could overtake Pharaoh. So he's having a little bit of fun with his brothers. Notice also that Joseph's dreams have come true as the brothers now are reverently bowing their faces down to the ground. Check that out in verse 6. The dreams that Joseph had are coming true. Now they devise a plan to, Joseph devises a plan to supposedly test them for this alleged espionage, but it was really to get to see his brother Benjamin. So he says, keep one of you behind. We're going to keep Simeon here held hostage in my jail until you go home and get Benjamin and bring him back here. Then I'll know that you're not spies. So off they go with their sacks, which were loaded up with the grain that they needed to survive this famine. And Joseph had told the servants to put their money back in the bag, maybe to bless them, maybe to test them. We don't know. But when they get home and they open it up and they see the money in there, their hearts sink because they thought that they might be accused of stealing. At any rate, they tell them what happened while they were in Egypt and that Simeon had to be left behind and that they couldn't go back there until they brought Benjamin. And what does Jacob say? But heck no, right? How can I send my only remaining son to my wife? I can't lose him. If I lose him, I will go down to the grave myself. I'll go down to the place of the dead, Sheol, myself. We cannot do this. Well, in Genesis chapter 43, we see that the brothers and the father, they finish the food, which means they've been there for a while. And poor Simeon's back in Egypt in the jail, presumably. And Jacob then asks them, you know, you need to return back to Egypt and get more food. Otherwise, all of us will die here. And they remind him, Dad, we cannot go unless we bring Benjamin. And of course, he's torn again. He feels terrible that he's having to even think about this. But he relents and says, yes. But let's do this. And he decides to send gifts ahead. So that they can, pro- so that he could possibly smooth over things with Joseph, right? Let's get rid of any bad juju that's there, so that we might favorably get what we need and bring home Benjamin as well. Remember that Jacob did this. This was a tactic of his when he was encountering his uh, a former threat, right? His brother Esau on his way back home to his dad Isaac. Well, anyway, they get back to. Egypt. Now they brought Benjamin 
and there's a great reunion. They still don't know who Joseph is. There's a feast, uh, and Joseph sees Benjamin, and he's just completely overwhelmed. And in Genesis chapter 44, Joseph devises another test, if you will, to see if the brothers' hearts have changed. So he gives the brother back to the, to the ten other brothers, gives them their sacks of food, but in one of them, in Benjamin's sack, he puts his cup, his chalice, and he sends them off. And then he says to the servant, go catch up with them and find out who took my chalice and bring them back here. So they're all brought back, and they get searched, and it turns out that Benjamin had the chalice. And Judah, well, he is torn. They all actually tear their clothes because they, they just think they're dead. That's it. We're done. And then he begs Joseph to take him instead of Benjamin. And this appears to be a positive affirmation that they passed the test. Their hearts have been changed. Finally, in Genesis chapter 45, Joseph reveals himself to his brothers. And of course, they fall on their face again. They're they're dumbstruck. Um, They're scared. And what does he say? Don't be grieved. Don't be sad. Don't be angry with yourselves because, you know, you sold me here, yes, but God sent me here before you. God used this to, to fulfill his plan of preserving a remnant, to preserve life so that Jacob and Israel and the children could all survive. So what do they do? Joseph says, go get dad, go get Jacob. Bring him back here. And Pharaoh heard about all of this, that his brothers were there, and he blesses the whole thing. He pays for the entire trip, gives them everything. He said, don't even bring your household stuff. I'm going to get you the best clothes, the best furniture, the best homes in the land. Just go get your family and bring them back here, and you will live off of the fat of the land. Now, the Israelites, they're going to live in Egypt. They're going to ride out the storm of this famine, and they're going to stay there in Egypt for about 400 years. And during the reign of the Pharaoh that was associated with Joseph, things are great. They're living off the fat of the land. They're enjoying themselves. They're surviving and thriving. But later on, that tide is going to change, and we'll see about that in just a, a few chapters. But in all of this, again, we see what God Uh, What people intend for ill or bad, God can use. God can redeem those things and use it to to bless us. He can use it to fulfill his plan and ultimately bring us to the place we need to be and to do the things he wishes to do. I liken this to a tapestry. If you've ever seen any weaving of a tapestry, and you look at the backside while it's in process, you really can't tell what the heck is going on. The threads are all knotted and messy and all over the place. But when you take a look at the front, there's a beautiful picture. It's a beautiful tapestry. And sometimes we just have no idea what's going on, all the twists and turns, ups and downs of life. But God can be using those things to make a beautiful tapestry for our lives, to fulfill his beautiful plan for the world and for us. We just need to trust. We need to 
Trust that he has got our best interests in mind, that he will strengthen us when we feel weak in these storms, and that he will put us on solid footing so that we might survive and thrive as well and live that abundant life that Jesus said we can live if we are faithful and follow him. He said, yes, there's going to be many afflictions. There's going to be suffering. But don't worry, I've overcome all that stuff, and I'm going to make sure you all do as well. So friends, continue on this journey with me in the Bible in a year with Pastor Steve. I hope that you all have a great week ahead. Continue checking out the uh, the reading plan. If you don't have it, you can go to emmanuelmelbourne.org backslash B-I-Y and download that plan. Take a look at it each day. Pray before you read and just listen for God's leading. And hopefully when you hear this podcast, you gain a little bit of insight and some wisdom as well. God be with you. Let's keep praying for one another, encouraging one another. Have a very blessed day.